causing a major disturbance on my time. If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? The I Don't Know Dude Podcast. I'm the dude. What is going on today? What do you mean? What do you mean, dude? What do you mean? Y'all, we got Miguel Gerza back in the house. What's up, y'all? First time of 2021. Let's dude, handle this. I love when Miguel's with us. It's the best. So fun. Did you guys hear um, the podcast about real estate we did with Miguel? Go back and check it out. It was good. And we, Miguel and I also did the Origins of Santa Claus. We did. That was a good All one. All about mushrooms. That, that was, was amazing. So bummed I missed that one. Yeah. So bummed. I don't know, dude, is for the babies. <laughs> I love it. Wu-Tang is for the children. I love it. <laughs> you know what's hilarious? Like when you read the story about uh, mushrooms and Santa Claus and like the origin, it, you can't help but to make sense of it. No, it's it, like, of course it, it makes sense. It literally paradigm shifted it, me. It yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. Too much. But I mean, it makes way more sense than some dude just gets in a sled, the only sled that flies through the fucking galaxy and then drops off presents. I've to kids. never heard an explanation of where the hell Santa the Claus origin. came from ever until then, and it makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, like, I was, I was like, sold. People go believe in Santa Claus, but like you never ask why. Right. But now, this episode is going to be about the things that you know we read. And that make a lot of sense because what memes have done in the last couple of years are so unique. And this is kind of like a six, it's like five, six years old, this phenomenon of memes. Dude, of there which, are people that make a profession out of it. Like yes. Tank Sinatra and like, the, I don't know how many fucking like Instagram accounts, like essentially like, what's that dude's name? Um, there, there's... Not Paris well, Hilton. Fuck What's Jerry. It, it, that, uh, Perez Hilton. Perez Hilton, yeah. Like that was essentially, he was like a meme creator, but like before it was called a meme. Yeah. He was like uh like kind of like a Hollywood snitch, like reporter kind of guy. Yeah, he'd get like paparazzi photos and yeah. like circle like like Lindsay Lohan's like bush in the photo and be right. like yeah, yeah, yeah. and be like and like it'd be like, oh hilarious. But here's the crazy thing about memes. It's it's what everybody's already thinking. And they connect the dots with two very popular pop culture type zeitgeist things and they smash them together, right? So what just happened with Bernie and his mittens, he got injected to every single uh, uh, very uh, historic photo that's ever existed. Right. And that's what makes it funny. It's like, wow, that makes perfect and sense. It, it blows up super fast and the shelf life is... Very fast. A week. Dude, eight-year-olds right eight today are not going to know who Bernie Sanders is or was or his entire history. They're going to be like, oh, you mean the guy with the mittens? Or how about, like, literally, they're not going to be like, oh, he ran for presidency like a thousand times and he's 80 years old. No, he's just the dude with the mittens. Have you ever met that person that their whole comedy shtick is them talking in memes that they read before? Right, they just kind of repeat funny memes, thinking you didn't you didn't see it. I've but, I've met that person so many times. We're, we're, you're like, wait a so minute, so many times. You're like, wait a minute, I heard that before, or I've seen that before. Oh, you're saying they pawn it off like it's their own? Yeah, they kind of like, or, or or they put it on Facebook as, as their, their own. own shit and try to claim it as their own. I've literally I have caught people personally telling stories as if things happen to them 
And then by the time the story's over, I'm like, that didn't happen to you. That was a meme that you read on the fucking internet. That didn't happen in your life. Well, like, but, but the, the crazy part about memes is that they are, one, hilarious, two, a fraction of truth. There's a bunch of truth in there. Do we know that meme is actually what it's called? Or is it meme No. Meme? It's meme. It's meme. And there's like a Webster's definition for it. I've seen it before. How did that not make our list when we wrote it off? It's not like meme okur. No, and they're, and they're actually they're very they're very pertinent now, but it's been around forever, like dating back to newspapers, like like comics in the newspaper. Like, yes, I think a meme is it's, it's like a real time comic. It's an image with a written description on it. I think that's the most basic. No, but but, but the but the more philosophical definition of a meme is a real time snapshot of pop culture and popularity of what's happening in the now. Dude, how right? many times have you guys seen the meme of the black dude like duck behind the tree in his uh in his yellow oh, suit? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. In his no, yellow he's suit, he's, like, he's, he's like peeking around the corner like doing like the oh shit, what's well, going on now? Well, they, they like actually, that fits so well for everything. No, but the they, question I have is why the fuck did they take that picture in the first place? Like where did that come from? <laughs> and who did this photo shoot where he's like It could have been like al- licking it could his have been an album cover. Maybe. But that, that's what I'm trying to say, though. The internet always wins. And there's insanely creative, funny people all over that have very loud microphones that put, these, put this content out. And what's fascinating about memes is that a lot of people kind of get their news or they kind of they kind of drive their point home with a meme. Right. Right? So if, if you have a political stance, there's a political meme that will um, you know, play to your political point you want to drive in yeah right and yeah. I, and i bet you that both political parties understand that and probably have some kind of influence in what like memes are getting distributed for, for instance donald trump doing things is a hilarious instagram i've never seen it um well and then there's also um like i'm on reddit a lot and reddit is very very left-leaning um, but there, there's like you know, there's Donald one- Trump doing things is right wing. Donald Trump not doing things full no, Democrat. But then there's like a Pelo- Nancy Pelosi doing things. You know what I mean? There's so many. There's so many ones that they always pander to, to whatever right. whatever demographic yeah, they want to hit. Sure. I just thought Nancy Pelosi not doing things was every day. Well, <laughs> just like her, like you know, Monday through Friday, eight to five. Just well, well, not let, doing well, shit. Yeah, let's name off a couple of our favorite Instagrams. Like, I think uh, is it called puberty? Pu- puberty? Puberty is one. Uh, Slutty Jesus is always pretty strong. I like. I personally like girls getting hurt. Yeah, like yeah. That's that's one of my favorites. Or uh, Karen's gone wild. Or influence. you introduced me to that. Karen's gone wild. Or. Um, uh, there, there are so many. Like white, uh, white no, people humor is funny. White people humor is amazing, but yeah. I think the original biggest one is "fuck Jerry," right? That's the OG. The OG. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that and Tank Sinatra. Like Tank Sinatra, like built his entire fucking career on but on remember, just memes. You remember that? There's that. Uh, there's that thing on Netflix where it's all about like you know his internet sensations, and they people been just steal each other. So they screenshot yeah, yeah, yeah. it and steal it. Yeah. So it, co- comedy. It's always been a big no-no that you don't steal that person's right. deal. Yeah, but these aren't comedians. These are like nerds in but their parents' basement. But now they have bigger microphones than some of the biggest comedians in the world. And they steal each other's content. But some people only follow this one account but not the other. So, you know, if one meme hits and goes viral, 
who knows when you're going to see it, but there's going to be an account if it's good enough, it's you, going to hit. You know, but, but your- also it becomes more relevant, like as history starts to happen. Like there's so many memes that you can have like a bunch of comments towards it, and then something happens, and then it has a whole new meaning when people just throw words on top of it. Okay, like okay. you've seen that one meme with that that one dude who looks super stoned, just like kind of standing straight up, like I don't Cody know, Bellinger. <laughs> no, I actually, I actually, part- that guy looks stoned I actually Cody, all the time. I actually partied with Cody Bellinger at a, at a wedding in Newport. Uh oh. Yep. Now I believe that. So we were at a wedding. I don't. I'm not a baseball fan at all. And I go, "What up, bro?" I go, "I don't like baseball." <laughs> That's the first thing I said to him. Sweet, I, I, I opener. I go. I don't like baseball, but I want to take a picture with you just to make my friends who are obsessed with you jealous. And he's like, he's like, awesome. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> because everybody goes and they, they get nervous and they say the most nervous things to these people. I approached him like, hey, dude, this is exactly what I want yeah. to do. And he was like super stoked. He's like, all right, cool. Get it over. And then we well, The best part about that is that you don't give a fuck about baseball, so he had to believe it, because you were just speaking from the heart. So much so that I, that's the first thing I said to <laughs> one of the... How big of a Dodger is he? I don't know how big he is. The, the biggest? Yeah, he's the biggest. I mean, well, <laughs> one of, yeah, he's, he's... Now, yeah. Yeah. So he's hearing every one-liner. The first Could you thing imagine that, him? He's like, uh, excuse me, dude, my friends say that your name's uh, Corey... Uh, bellhopper yeah can, uh, <laughs> i don't can particularly I a, care can i get a photo with <laughs> you but i when we were sitting watching the ceremony people were like dude like it was the guy who was getting married it was a athletic somebody in the office he does like athletic something i don't know what the fuck he did but sounds hot but people were like dude that's cody bellinger and then someone pointed out like another uh dodger and i was like oh that's cool were they raging but then someone they were praying. So, one of my friends, I, I, I think I like, was like, oh, who's this guy? I put him on my story. And then a couple of people were like, dude, that's Cody Bellinger. I was like, I was like, who? And they were like, what? Like, what the fuck? I was like, oh, <laughs> dude. I was like, now I have to like, I have to talk to this guy. <laughs> dude, that's Cody Beetlejuice. <laughs> I got to go, go get a picture of him. Yeah. Where's, the, where's the picture at? Um, it's, it, no, it's from, it's from like 12, 2000 and like 18. Yeah. I don't, uh, know. I don't know. Cool story, bro. Whatever. Let's well, get so back to the meme shit. Back to memes. Yeah. So, you know, the shelf life is really, it's short, right? So like the Bernie meme has been going nuts for the last couple of days and you know, I, I need to it's mark. It's not going to exist two weeks from now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and it's, it's already like too late you know what i mean like if you it's it's friday now those memes started on wednesday if you put one out tomorrow it's like you're jumping on the bandwagon and you're late right you got to get on there like but the immediately. more dude the more fascinating part is that they started two seconds after that took place like it as did. soon as that as soon as that happened there's like a it million did. people just like blasting like oh here's something funny that i have to say what an awesome job to be like a, a memer but I mean, but right? there's, and you just look at current events and just find the funny thing and just take it, and run with it, and it's it's over. But Yo, there's like eight people that that make money off of it, and then there's eight thousand that do it just because, like, they don't even know if funny. they're being funny well, or not. Yeah. Here's the deal: you don't make money off the meme itself. You the, make money from your, your merch following. store. So you you have a merch store for your uh, your brand, your meme brand. So they're t-shirt right? sellers. Well, just whatever. It's just it's you can't monetize. Um, you know, 3 million followers with memes, right? You have to actually have a clickable thing right. to buy some sort of 
uh, tangible asset. Yeah, but right? if, you, if you have the audience, say like, say that I'm like fuck Jerry, and you create a meme, and you're like Steve Nobody. And I just happened to see it. And then I post it on my story and claim it as my own. I can monetize well, off of it. That's, like, how people, pe- that's how people grow other accounts. Uh, but what happens is, is that um, they don't, whoever the originator is, sometimes they put the little at inside the image right in the middle. So you can't, when you screenshot it. Like a watermark. They know, they, yeah, it's like a watermark. They know who the originator is. And some people actually have memes ready to go for upcoming dates, like the inauguration or some weird witty thing to say, but um, the only way to monetize it, because you don't see ads, you don't see them going, they oh, look, they, look at my skincare regimen. You don't see that on Fuck Jerry, but Fuck Jerry, uh, he created his own wine, his rosé or whatever, you know, or, or no, that's the fat Jewish. Yeah, that was fat Jewish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's monetizing through his right. thing. So he puts a thing on our story, so he clicked on my website and get, get this bottle of He's rose. gone. Where's fat Jewish? I haven't seen anything from that guy in forever, right? They have like, you know they they blow up and they're popular and they and they do like a, a fat Jewish rose and two years later well, what are they doing you know like it, it went from him doing it independently to having a team of twenty people and then they and they they can actually they know the exact times when the post when people wake up it's like wake up midday four o'clock seven o'clock nine o'clock right and sometimes you post like for the you, algorithms yeah sometimes they post like four times a day but you schedule it out perfectly to to the most high traffic times right um i just but, love thinking about these conversations where it's like um excuse me um mr like, fat jewish like charles like so what are you doing for work well mom i'm i'm the i'm at the fat jewish on instagram <laughs> i have a million followers i've been making a few hundred g's a year just by posting pictures of like fucking welcome to shit. 2021 baby fat jewish we we we'd be remiss not to mention and that's a fucked up looking motherfucker. No, but that, that's how he did <laughs> he can't, it. He can't ever get beautiful or skinny. Like fat that, diapers with like a braided ponytail. Fat diapers <laughs> is a better name. But here's, no matter how ridiculous these people look, they are hustlers at heart. They're yeah. fundamental hustlers. Yeah, but dude, my point was like for the people that can monetize making memes, there's so many other people that can't, that are making them that you could just repost. Like... Well, think, think about the number of memes that come out. Like when something when something goes well, down, you, there's there's the, thousands. You ever see and a you new only, you ever see a new meme and you see the same meme posted by other accounts like all right at the same that's time. That's what I'm saying. Like but yeah. but that's why they put the watermark in so they know who the originator is. But sometimes it doesn't matter because all all they care about is engagement. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when people are engaging, that's all that matters. And and what these meme yeah, but accounts, you're, t- you're talking about pertinent accounts. I'm talking about the people that have like three followers that make something hilarious and well, they'll never get credit for it, but they still just do it for the love of just they having do. a I've good seen, fucking yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, I've seen no, those. Per- yeah, yeah, personally, yeah. I have like eight different Instagram accounts and one of them is dedicated to uh, the Nintendo Zapper gun, the, the Nintendo Glock, right? And I posted a, I post a lot of fucking like it, Nintendo NES memes and stuff and I grow that account because you want good content. Right. You steal a lot of shit. It's a bunch of stealing. But like what these memes did originally, these meme accounts, they made them private. So if when you send it to a friend in a direct, in they a direct message, follow. they go, I can't see it. They go, well, then you, if you want to see this funny shit that I'm sending to you, you have to follow. So that's how they grew really fast. And, and they're usually private up into about a million or two million. Right. The biggest ones aren't private because they already have their following and they're just growing organically. But everybody has their squad. 
on Instagram that they remind you of that person that right. you send to that person. They do. You see the comments yeah, yeah. all the time, like funny, like on a different meme site, another meme site will comment and be like, this is the funniest meme site ever. Right. But they're probably run by the same person. And then if you, and if you send it to a friend that reminds you of that friend, it gets that person to follow because they want to see that what you sent them. Right. Because everybody has their squad or their their select small group of people or friends that they send constantly send memes back and forth to. Like I have one where like my friend, we send the funniest, like when you people send it and go ape shit on like scooters and like go off jumps and eat shit. Like that's one friend gets those. I like Natalie, me and Natalie do a lot of cat and animal memes because we both love animals, cats and or turtles. And then another group does a bunch of like off the wall insane like yeah. you know what i mean the, yeah, yeah, you yeah. all have a different sector that you right, right, everybody right. sends stuff back totally. and forth to but it's so genius that they go private because the one person that you send it to that doesn't can't see it they're automatically going to follow and it's kind of sketchy because when you're private it, it's it seems counterintuitive to growing yeah so like fuck like maybe that's the secret I just think it's hilarious like that you're going to put all that time and effort into it and you're going to be hilarious but then you're going to make people work to see how hilarious you are. Well, like that but, whole that but, whole dichotomy is just like it's fascinating to me but I think it's those, amazing. Some of those people are brilliant. Like insanely funny and clever and to do it in such you, you a be, short you have to be consistent. context. Yeah, but they're consistently funny, you know? Also, and they might just be like just 9 to fivers at like some like podunk job, but they're just fucking. But once you get account, once you get computer. accounts to over a couple hundred thousand, you can easily monetize it. Yeah, how much do those people make, dude? Okay, so people who have like my friend Desi Perkins, she's a makeup girl. She has like four point two million. She gets paid estimated probably about um, forty thousand for a post from a certain brand. Jesus, imagine. Okay, imagine like the ratings on a television. How many people see the Super Bowl? How many people tune into the Super Bowl? It's a good question. What is it? It's 30, like 20 million. 30 million, million yeah. Okay, so. It's a, yeah, it's a lot. I don't know the number, okay, but it's, so a, it's if a ton. So if an ad on the Super Bowl for a 30 second slot is not clickable on the TV to 20 million people, this is just a stupid estimate no, right? for easy math. You, don't, you can't click that ad and immediately buy. So if you're a makeup artist like Desi, who has, who has more followers than. Barack Obama, and she posts um, a picture of a dress from a designer. That per- those people are going to click and want to buy, so she right. can sell out designers with one post. And sometimes she'll wear a dress and a purse and glasses right. and shoes. And tag them all, and each one of those tags right. is like a ten thousand is like a ten thousand dollar clip. And then now she starts her own brand with, with her own glasses, Christ with her own Almighty. stuff. And then, and then those people start another account for their dogs. So now their dogs have 110,000 followers. So now that dog posts dog food for that much money, right? So th- that's how it grows. Is, yeah. Just the rich get richer type right. shit. Yeah, that dog just grabs his phone and he's like, hey, man, like, I, got, what, I got a dog food sponsor what's now. What's funny, this is my world. Like you're in real estate and you run a- but, I mean, think about this. This is the thing that was ringing true to me when you were talking. So there's a, a girl that you know- I don't know who she is. She has more followers than Barack Obama, and she's making more money per post than Barack Obama, who was our president of the United States. Yeah. But, 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 just by taking pictures in a dress holding a purse. No, no. What happened was is that she became 
uh, popular via her uh, YouTube Some, her makeup YouTube videos. No, she tutorials. Yeah, but yeah. bro, I get that. She became more popular than our president. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's it's pretty common, right? Like, it, no, pop- it, it is. But that's the like that's even more but, weird. But like, what's even, how what's weird even, is that that somebody who's a nobody essentially becomes more popular in social media than a former president of the United States? Well, he's like no, he's more popular, but but he's. Well, Barack is not super specific to his certain demographic, and Barack doesn't look that good in a dress. That is true. <laughs> that is true. I ain't trying to buy no dress from Barack. So, I forgot about that. So, certain people, she has a four point two million people. So she doesn't advertise like you know men's shorts or something like that when she posts the eyeliner that she uses. Right, it's that, a direct funnel. It's, it's a direct to, funnel, but it's a clickable, buyable yeah. funnel. So there's actual tangible money being being spent because the, the big, the big holy grail of TV was trying to connect people who watch an ad to be able to buy that product directly while they watch it. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's the beauty. But, that's yeah. the beauty of social media. So like back in the day, if you just posted a picture of yourself, no one could just click on the eyeliner that you're wearing and go fucking buy no. it. Like now, that's a real thing. Yeah. Like and TV slots are sometimes. You know, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars. Millions, yeah. And you cannot click and buy directly. Right, so you still now, have to take action afterwards. So now all this advertising money is starting to flow to micro-influencers. Yeah. So there's a major influencers, right? And then there's a micro. Micro is considered between like, maybe like 20,000 and 100,000. Mm. So now these, these advertisers, they try to trick you because people don't like being sold to, right? Right. So they take someone who's not extremely big, that's that's a very organic, like wholesome, more large, trustworthy, more trustworthy. So this person who doesn't throw ads on their Instagram that often, or or does like a sponsored post, it's more likely to get a lot more traffic because it's so rare that people are like, wow, you're finally endorsing this said product. Yeah. So I only have fifteen thousand followers on my photography Instagram. I've monetized it in a way I have, but. I'm getting to the point to where like I get uh, uh, I got a package of like CBD product and all I care about is if I put it on my story with a link and I'm not an influencer by any means, but if they want to hit a specific demo in a certain area, they're going to go to a photographer like myself who has very little following, but they're going to, they're going to specifically target a lot of people that have a lot of disposable income. Yeah. Right. No, you're right. So it's, it's a very, very complicated web. But it's way more direct now than it's, it's ever been. It's so brilliant. When you were talking about the Super Bowl, um, I did. I put in the telecom infrastructure for Coachella and Stagecoach. You came out for Stagecoach, Miguel. We raged it, and it, it was fun. So the like during the three days that Coachella happens, right? It's six days, uh, two different weekends, right? They do like six times the data transfer than Super Bowl week. The entire media week and the Super Bowl combined in three days, all from a much smaller from location in, in, too than in three days within the confines of like less than a hundred acres. So, okay, so, so when, they, when you have a hundred thousand people constantly posting about said artists right. and tagging, but this is what this is the reason that we were out there is that they couldn't do that. It's not possible. We still haven't solved that puzzle. Like well, they they cannot. There's there's no system yeah, your that phone exists. Doesn't work. Yeah. There's no system that exists well, that can handle that much actually, traffic. Actually, you're right about that, but like th- that's more true four or five years ago when they didn't bring in uh, cell towers, like mobile cell towers, and they actually 
were more specific about it and they really paid attention to it. They're like, wait a minute, we have all these people who want to post. No, and dude, they can't. Dude, we they spent between T Mobile, Verizon, and ATT, they spent almost six million dollars for this system that we put in there. Yeah. I designed it and built and built it. It was fucking nothing. The thing was shutting down. Like when yes. when Beyonce came on and you have a hundred and twenty thousand people going, to, going through the same all, pipeline, all going to like a hundred by hundred foot square. Yeah, like the the whole thing just fucking That's, collapses. Which, it absolutely this is collapses. This is actually it does fascinating. Not, it does this not actually, work. This is actually really fascinating because because internet we were, traffic. We were watching. We were watching this system go, and it was operating like you could get maybe maybe eight meg down, and yeah. then like. I don't know, like 0.25 upload. Yeah, like maybe. This is Bef- fa- before that. Then it was like zero, zero, zero. Nothing was fucking happening. Th- but nothing. This is, this is cool how it actually plays into your profession because going viral, you need enough bandwidth and you need pipes big enough to ingest that much traffic that's going down. Yeah. So, so, so let's say my website, say little old me, I I average about like uh, like 30, 40 people a day on my website, maybe a couple hundred a week. If I all of a sudden started taking on Maybe seventy thousand, a hundred thousand people a week going to my little Squarespace yeah. URL. I'm going to uh, exceed my uh, my allotted traffic for my little self. So I'd have to upgrade to a higher plan that gives me more bandwidth for more traffic. Mm. So I can tell you professionally that you can upgrade as much as you want. They're going to throttle you down, and they're going to control whatever sure. you can do. It's not you don't get what you pay for. So there's this fascinating story. My, one of my friends, Lewis Barnes, he's the head of IT at Snapchat. And this was about five years ago. And you remember, um, holy you know, sh- you remember you know ho- I met Lewis at the top of Cocoa Head Trail in Oahu. No that's way. Where, that's where I met him New Year's Eve three years ago. One of my that's best friends. I, that's I've known where I since, met him. I've known Lewis since 1992. Yeah. And you guys walked to the same peak at the same time. Didn't walk up with him, but I was up there and he's like, yeah, I'm like born and raised South Bay. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. You, you guys started, just started talking? Yeah. Because it was like, I mean, it was sunrise, the last sunrise of the, what I think it was 2017, like, or whatever, 2017, first, this, uh, 2018. Dude, that's awesome. where I met him. The world with, is so I was with Nicola. Crazy. Yeah. Okay, so this is so this is what's crazy, is he's the head of IT at Snapchat, and when he started going well, on- that was also before Snapchat sold, so he's in a much different situation now. Right? No, before the IPO'd. Yeah. So, holy ship is this ship that sails out to sea, right? And- um, it's a bunch of DJs like Steve Aoki and everybody is on this ship. And one of Lewis's first major projects was to install enough bandwidth uh, uh, towers, what the fuck you want to mm-hmm. call them? What are they called? Like server stations? No, I mean, they're, I mean you could call them whatever you want. It depends on the network that you're working with. But nodes, so, uh, access so, points. So like- this, is when, this is when Snapchat started going parabolic. Yep. And they knew that all these people that were going to be on here were, are going to be using Snapchat on this boat. Yeah. And Snapchat was like, we want to 100% make sure that there's enough bandwidth for people to use Snapchat on this boat in the middle of the ocean. Right. So he had to install all these satellite linked. That's so gnarly. Yeah. So he had to install all these satellite linked, um, you know, uh, servers or right. whatever you want to call them. Yeah. To handle the bandwidth of these, like, I don't know, there's, there's probably like, uh, like, Three or four thousand people on this. I don't know how many people on this huge cruise ship, which is yeah, massive. But, for but, the- I, but I mean, think about it. Like if you're if you're this like tour company, right? right? Say you're like EAG, whatever, right? Golden Voice, whatever it is. You put on your Instagram. You have a million followers. You put on your Instagram. Hey, Coachella's this weekend. But then when you have hundreds of thousands of people there posting live, and they all have a hundred to whatever thousand, two thousand, three thousand followers. 
that's free advertising you that is going that. to people that all, want to see also, it. Like, also, too, you know what I mean? yeah. like these, these providers get paid via how much traffic goes through their pipelines. Yeah. And it's, it's a chicken and egg thing where they both want to work together. Well, if you don't have enough pipeline for my social media, then I'm going to fund your pipeline so they can use my social media. Yeah. And this brings me back to another point is I was um, do, running Instagram for brick and mortar in Santa Monica and they're, they're Wi-Fi. They have no cell service in there. And I was like, every single person wants to take a picture of this beautiful plate that just landed on their, on their table. Yeah. And people were having a really hard time connecting to, to Wi-Fi to give the restaurant free advertising. Yeah. I was like, people aren't posting the pictures of their food because when they take the picture and they want to tag and post, it, it doesn't upload. Can I, I tell like, you? Can I tell you? I, one, I, was like, I was like, you're blowing all this free advertising huge. for not having an, an easy way to get on. Can I tell you one million percent? If 4G LTE or the existing EMTS system we have right now is not penetrating the walls of that restaurant, 5G is not gonna. It's not gonna come close. It's gonna be even worse. 5G will not go through wait, those wait, walls. Are you saying 5G doesn't penetrate through walls? No, it will not. I, I thought the, the would, wavelength I, is too small. I thought 5G would penetrate through uh, uh, walls better than the than the previous version. No, man. No. So it gets worse. So you actually need more cell state, more cell uh, stations. You need to have an access point inside the building. Well, that's I got, what you need. I, so I finally got them to get one of those. It's called like a um, uh, a, a repeater or like a, um, a amplifier yeah, of yeah. some sort. I have one in my house. Yeah. So I got them to get one in their restaurant, and it was still kind of weak. And yeah. then it also made it so they're. So their Wi-Fi was was not password protected, and it was oh. and, it, and so people yeah because the repeaters go through their Wi-Fi. Yeah. The repeaters hook up to their internet router. Yeah, so you're f- essentially making calls on Wi-Fi, not through whatever network you're attached. It's to. It's so fascinating. It you need to build these pipelines that are big enough that feed everybody's play. It fills everybody's bucket. It's cr- and then going back to the the ship thing, right? Like. It's massively critical for those guys to have the ability for all the people on the boat to send out their posts because they're in the middle of the ocean, right? And that's all the marketing. That's all they, the word. They know there's going to be. Vi- they know there's going to be viral moments. It's going to be millions of people. That could are you? Stealing it. Could you imagine if that satellite goes down and the captain, like the ship is going down, and the captain can't be like Mayday, Mayday, like we have an emergency, and some dude's watching like Post Malone. He's like, fucking Snapchat won't upload. <laughs> like dude fucking my fucking snapchat won't work and the captain's like we're about to hit a glacier titanic too like you know we can't get through either i bet you if a boat sank in the middle of the ocean and there's a there's like a holy ship people would be like self would be uploading them sinking like it would be like to to the last moment 100%. one million percent before uh, yeah before they would be saving people they would be taking selfies definitely one million percent that's 100 percent. that's this generation Ugh. It's so right? bad, yeah. dude. It's so bad. I mean, like, so, like, real quick on the 5G point, like, people are all fucking panicked about 5G, right? And if you were to... 5G crank, causes COVID, right? I mean, it, it already <laughs> caused it. So that, that ship is that okay. ship right. has sailed. Like, holy sure. ship. But so if you were to crank 5G up to, like, maximum power, like the cell towers that are out there right now, which will never happen, if you were to, and you were to stand right in front of it, it would cook you and it would fuck you up. Right. Yes. But uh, these things are going to be every 175 to 300 feet, and they're going to be working at, like, less okay, than 10 how, amps, how, less than 10 or 5 amps. Okay, does it get exponentially weak every, like, 10 feet? Well, the, the, they're, 
the basis of the whole network is not for mass coverage. It's just to make sure that there's total coverage. Yeah. So, so what I'm trying to say though, within 10 feet, you get melted, but then 20 feet. No, you, no, no. You, get- you, you would get, you would get like massive sunburn if it were cranked like fry, up to like yeah. 200 to 200 amps. Right. So, so, those, what I'm so saying those 5G is like, people aren't, aren't wrong. Yeah, they are wrong. But, but they're, they're wrong after 25 feet. No, 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 no. Because the problem is, is that the power going through that antenna is less than what the, your TV has behind you. Yes. And less than what the fucking light behind you draws. I always say it's I, such I, a low power. I always, and, I always say the Wi Fi router in your house is giving off way more radiation than any tower. Bro, think about it this way, right? You're AT&T. You're one of the like, biggest powerhouses in the fucking world. Would you ever put out a technology that could essentially bankrupt you in five years right, with all the over losses. like over making people like grow arms out of their asshole and yeah. fucking deform kids? Like right. you could well, so easily prove that point in five years. Like it's not worth the value. And you have companies like Samsung and Nokia and like Ericsson. These are fucking global monsters. Well, the thing is that we're actually listening to these idiots, and these idiots now have a microphone like they never had before. So we're hearing all this ridiculous shit that shouldn't actually hit the zeitgeist, but now it is because these like flat earthers or anti-vaxxers have this new platform that can spew this really weird cherry-picked uh, information. Like you said, they can cherry-pick what you just said and say you would get melted if you stood, stood next to a 5G tower. And they'd be right. No, but how, how close to the 5G tower, right? If you're, if you're right next to it, yes, but if you're... If you're 300 feet away. If you no. climb it and stand yeah. in front of it. So yeah. they're right within that, but they take that fact and go, it's going to melt totally. us all through the whole city. So when Sprint first came out with 4G years ago, I was working in the field and I was working on antennas and I was right in front of an antenna hanging off a rooftop, which was pretty cool. We used to do like, um, like we would jump off the side of the roof and like rappel down to the antennas and work on them. Badass. So I'm hanging by, exactly what I was thinking. hanging by an antenna right, like right in front of this thing for like probably four or five hours, right? Go back to the hotel room that night and the entire left side of my body's numb. Yeah. Like when I was going to sleep and I was like, this is kind of so, fucked so up, right? So there's some truth, but people take but that hang on, little truth. Hang on, hang on. But this is, the, the next closest person was like 1,200 yards away, right? I just happened to be right in front of it on the side of this building. Yeah. Right? So this is at full power at like less than one or two inches for an entire day. Are you impotent? So, so the next morning I woke up and my entire left side of my body was all red, like sunburn. Like I was literally getting cooked that all day long. can't be good. No, that's, it, it's radiation, yeah. That's 100%, like, right? That's like but, Chernobyl shit. Yeah. But that's like when people tell you like don't, when you're microwaving popcorn or something, like don't stick your face right against the glass. I love right? but, looking at the bag. Same, blow dude. Up. I put my face right up against my microwave and I love looking at it explode. Dare you to give me a third so, eye microwave. <laughs> so we were doing, we were planning out the Verizon network like three years ago right and this was in monterey like monterey california pretty high dollar like people have money up there and they have a say in what the fuck happens in their city and this we were doing a survey and this lady came out and she's like um whatever you guys are doing like i'm getting headaches and i was like ma'am we're just like taking pictures like there's nothing even here she's like well i don't care my head hurts like I'm, all right you- susan so so the company that we were doing work for the their name's Crown Castle, They're the third largest real estate company in telecom in the fucking world. They did a study. They sent a specialist out to Monterey, and they went into her house, and there was more radiation coming off of her TV, oh. coming off of her Wi-Fi, coming off of her microwave when it's off than what the the antennas were going to do. The, is the five G even out yet? No, it hasn't started. So it's yeah. out. It's out, but it's not. It's not like commercially available. 
So okay. we, I have like special cell phones it, with like special it, it, SIM cards says, that we can connect to it, but we, it's not available for you and I. Five G compatible. I've seen Reno get in this argument with a ton of idiots where you're listening to the person that actually builds and services these towers, installs it, and if you don't listen to that person when you're talking about five G, I don't know who you're going to listen to. But after listening to Reno talk about this, we see five G that little symbol on the top of our phones. That's just a moniker that they just upped your uh, existing bandwidth and put it and put that that little placeholder right. there. So, right. so they did upgrades to the system, definitely, but they did not do anything to the antennas or the existing. Yeah. You're not getting it. So we all have you. You both have iPhone 12s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, no, but it, it's more like it's more like a, a 4G on steroids. Right. They, they took what 4G should have been, and they give they're pretty much giving you the base lowest. Uh, down and up speeds of five G. Juice. <laughs> so, so each cell phone tower has a a fiber optic line that goes back to like a, the mothership. Yeah, every tower, and they're all connected like a giant spider web. So, all they have done is expanded the bandwidth that each tower is able to communicate yeah. at, and that's why we have these faster speeds. It's something we could have had five or six years ago, but they've just upgraded that infrastructure. It's not the antennas, it's not the radios, it's nothing else other than. They've been throttling our current capabilities, only so they can unveil it and be it like, looks better. look how much faster yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, this yeah. is, I mean, think about this. This is fiber optic cable. It transfers at the speed of light. Right. Right. So they've just been throttling down your ability to transfer at the speed of light. Now they've opened that up and it's like, now you can work at the speed of light. Well, the, this but the, is but why. the reason why they did that, not because they're trying to like pull a fast one on you, because if they gave everybody an unthrottled experience on the, on the current towers, uh, not that many people would be able to connect and have an experience, but now they built the infrastructure out to have a big enough pipeline to uh, bring all those people onto that uh, ne- network or bandwidth because they didn't have the pipes that can handle it to, that existed before. That, that's exa- so they, they didn't have the ability to manage the the what, yeah. what they consider like <laughs> users on each cell on each cell tower. Yeah. So. Effectively, like if if you were to be the first person to make a call on your closest tower and you had all the bandwidth, if someone else were to call in, maybe they would not be able to connect. Yeah. So now they can manage that because where what they get graded on is their KPIs. Like the system gets, they don't get. Uh, a, they what's, don't what's, what, uh, say what's the what's KPI stand for? So it's just it's like a like a measuring tool that they use based on yeah. performance. So their performance is based on the amount of calls that are unable to connect or the amount of calls that yes. drop. So they're better off of you never being able to connect to their towers than yeah. you being able to connect and have a call drop because yeah. that, that, that's exactly. considered a negative mark. And, and, a lot of and people, T-Mobile a lot- was in a huge lawsuit because they had this thing going where they just had a program in your phones like three years ago where if you made a call no matter where you were, it showed you were on 4G LTE and you mm. would call anybody and it would just ring. But you yeah. weren't going like they just knew it wasn't going anywhere, and people found out and sued them, and they had to pay a fuckload of money. Well, so that's so, how, I never heard that. That's some bullshit. Yeah, you know, but, but yeah. What's, wow. what's, what's, there's a method to their madness because well, yeah, because money. Would, would you rather have everybody connect at a level four or half the people connect at a level eight? Right. So so because well, think about it this way, dude. Like imagine like when you can't make a call, 
Like if your phone doesn't work, you're like walking around and you try like a thousand times. Yeah. Like I got to go over here. I got to go like over there. Psycho. I got one bar. I got to go here. Right. And you so, hold your phone to the sun to try to get it closer to yeah, the satellite. Right, dude. So every, <laughs> so every time you do that, right, if you do that 20 times, that's 20 drop calls that that carrier gets from one person in like and five minutes. Obviously that's all tracked. But they'd much rather have you never be able to connect and your phone never work because then it's no negative. And marks. also too, though, they kind of build that into their budget. They actually go, well, this person's going to sue and we're just going to throw cash at it and tell them to go away dude up until last year when you were had a sprint service and you didn't you weren't in actual sprint service sprint has been paying verizon so when you roam you're on verizon's network yeah. so they sprint piggyback been, so then sprint they has been paying verizon over six million a month they roll the cost for, down onto you for three for years to pay verizon for three years well, six so, million a month in roaming charges but so this isn't but they'll give you a free iphone if you sign up today well, yeah right <laughs> so i heard this crazy stat that we are we we create more data and we, we, no, we take more photos in one day than we have in the previous like oh, hundred yeah. years. Yeah, 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 yeah. I believe this shit. All combined. Yeah. Or something like that. Like, we, yeah. we, like all the videos, all the content, all the stories, there are truckloads of hard drives and servers being, being uh, shipped into these server farms constantly every day to, uh, um, take in the volume of data right. that they need to save because every single thing that we have on Instagram is still on a server. Every video we right. have is still on a server and we are creating very, very high quality, high, like very, very, so like it, it's very, very dense data. The resolution of the phone. Very, very, yeah, yeah, yeah. at an accelerated yeah, but, rate. Dude, think about that for a second, right? So, if there's that much data being transferred and there's this, so you have to think about it in terms of that there's this much information that is wanted. So the reason that these networks are getting upgraded is not for your benefit or my benefit. It's for the benefit so that information can be transferred for the Instagrams yeah. and the Facebooks and whoever. So every picture you take that you're saying gets saved or whatever, it's not so you can keep it. It's so it's in iCloud. Yeah. So it's in your Google Drive. So it's in Facebook. Right. So it's in Instagram. They want that information so bad that they're willing to dump billions into making these networks, like making them able to make this shit fucking happen. And, but, and it has then, nothing but, to do with but you then, or I. But then the naysayers, you'd be like, oh, it's like conspiracy, bro. They're just like throttling us. It's like, no, do you want to work or not to work, right. guy? But I mean, <laughs> the way that I think about it is like, it's really simple. I don't really have anything to hide. If somebody wants to go see my dick pics, go fucking look at them. But what I want the government to be able to do is to be able to find trends for the fucking dickheads who are going to do Columbine shit and Sandy Hook shit and yeah. like, you and, know, whatever. And, and they, like, have, they have AI now that tracks certain markers and certain anomalies that happen on those networks and you can pinpoint it and then, then manually focus into it. Yeah, because they, they, they can to, find these trends with these kids after something happens. They're like, well, we know this, this, we know that, this. we know this. Yeah. Find it a fucking ahead of time. Like, look at my dick pics well, and my fucking well, dirty what's, ass what's stepmom porn all you want. Like, well, it's renominestrellydickpics.com, by the way, if you guys want to check them out. Com. Well, what's happening now is that, is that before everybody's data used to exist on their own islands, right? So you, you couldn't triangulate this person's um, post about being really radical with his new purchase of a gun in Walmart, right? So Walmart's data existed on a server field, and then his Facebook post existed on a server field. And then just recently, they're able to share that data and triangulate 
somebody's radical acts with with other radical tangible things. You know what 5G is going to allow us to do? Instead of being like now all we can do with 4G is we can put you as a pin on a map. Yeah. We'll be able to tell your elevation. So we'll be able to see that you're in like the 265th fleet uh, suite of some room in New York City. Well, that, and we'll be able to tell what room and what building and what elevation and where you, you are exactly. That's super scary and like things lately have been getting really Orwellian. Very um, Orwellian. Super. And do, do you know what do you know what's been happening very often that that's been happening probably for the past 5 or 6 years is they have uh subpoenaed people's um cell phone data and they would triangulate the um basic uh you know vicinity that that person was in right and they would use that as evidence. as as evidence that you were okay. there to commit that crime so the point that yeah. i was going to make was you know obviously you want to prevent tragedy you want to prevent crime you want to prevent the school shooting but that opens up a door where you want to prevent all crime and it becomes easier. It's a push it, me pull. It, dude, it's, it's a push really, me pull me thing. It's dude. really scary. But do you remember? Do you remember how how kind of like scary? It like was? if you run a stop sign and they can track your phone and you tick it in the mail. Well, that's why they took down those uh, stoplight cameras. Oh, because, they did? because I think the ASPCA, whatever the, whatever the whole like freedom fighter thing it is, ASPCA's dogs. Oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, but no. do you think? Do you think like the as far as pros and cons go? Like if so, say I mean I've ran a few lights and I got a few tickets, right? So if it costs me 160 bucks a year, like well, 300 bucks a year, but to find somebody who's about to blow up like 300 innocent people, is that worth it? Yeah, it's like if, how much, hang every, on, hang how on, much, hang how on. much of your freedom hang would on, you but give up? If we truly believe that our tax dollars are going to good use, is it worth that? If you if you knew for certain that your dollars paid to that ticket were going towards that value? I got you. So the the stoplight was like a really, really like, you know, low on the total Yeah, yeah, no, I get it, yeah. So what if... Uh, what if a you know an eighteen year old kid in a in a state where weed's illegal buys an ounce of weed and they you know they get it in a text and they pop it and he goes to jail for five years? Yeah, you know, I mean, they shouldn't be able to, like to have that information. It that, you know, it's like, I think that's a totally different problem because if they're if the feds are looking at that, then what the fuck is our money going to? Like if people, well, are, no, if people but are they would no, it would be all like AI. They don't have to look at it. It's all like the the programs. No, I, that, no, I, 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 I just think like especially after like the storming of the Capitol building, right? Like we have we're spending billions of dollars for government agents to track like people like you said selling a few ounces of weed. And I know this is like a crazy analogy that's not super realistic, but we're we're tracking all of that and then managing that to the point where we can. Put some eighteen-year-old kid in handcuffs for pushing some fucking bush weed for like no, two so, ounces. No, so, so but yet we go to storm the Capitol building, and these motherfuckers just open up the gates and let no, but listen, hundreds listen, of people listen, in to listen, go fucking steal laptops out of our government complex. No, fucking wait, insane. Like, but I mean, that's what I'm insane. saying. Like, if you're talking about weighing checks and balances, like as long. That's so the problem I have you, with our government. Is do you like, think it was premeditated that they all had a conversation no, beforehand? No, what it, what so happened was let's go in there. No, no, it's it's called a hive mentality, right? So when one person starts pushing the envelope, the the hive starts to follow totally, and that's what the whole Antifa thing is. Is like they're saying that a lot of people that weren't like hard, the hardcore, the people who marched, ninety eight percent of them didn't go in. The two, all it takes is a little small fringe actor to instigate it and go, we're doing this. And you're caught up in the moment. Right. Okay. So, so, so that 
opens a door for another like path of least resistance I've to heard, happen. I've heard the Antifa excuse for the Capitol riot. Um, well, that's what happened. That's just, what happened with BLM as well. So like, there's all these peaceful no, protesters, I, look, and, and then, and then someone, someone would start breaking windows and be like, they go like, that was BLM. And, and well, it's the same thing on the opposite. opposite. You, you hear stories of like during the, the BLM riots that there were, you know, piles of bricks on street corners, just like ready yeah. to be taken and like just set up for them to start breaking windows. Look, Antifa's a thing. I just think that the Capitol riot, the people that were in there in the Capitol were clearly off the rocker, off the rocker, but also Trump's base. Right and 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 for somebody that's like I've I've heard multiple people be like oh it was no, Antifa but, like but, fuck you, no, you can't use no but Antifa this is what happens is is that, an excuse the, is for that everything. the fringe the fringe outliers set the narrative for the rest that don't want anything to do with it so like I'm sure 90 percent of the people that marched didn't want didn't want that to happen but the ten percent set the narrative for the rest of the ninety percent right because they're the loudest yeah because so the loudest are heard the most right but what I was trying to say earlier when it comes to enforcing things. I heard this thing once where it's like, if you're going to give up your uh, your privacy, what needs to happen on the other side is you have to give up um, enforcement. So like, if you're going to put cameras on every single block of the, of, a, of a city, you can't you can't take a picture of a car that goes 36 miles per hour and send them a speeding ticket. Totally, you have to take those cameras and instead of enforcing and pissing off the population you're trying to protect and serve, you have to back off a little bit. To be able to to ease that technology and use it into when you that, really need and it, ease it when you need it. Yeah. yeah. So when there's a guy yeah, dude, when there's a guy with a speed gun on the freeway, it's like, wait a minute. Like, are you going to catch the guy that's going 76? Or are you going to catch the guy that's going 110? Right. Right. Yeah, but there's so we talked about this a few podcasts ago. Like, imagine if and I I said this. Like, imagine if there was a sniper on the roof, right? And he just had like a red dot on people's chest when they were just when they were marching. Like if if you were walking around and you saw a red dot on your chest, you're gonna look at your boy and be like, "Dude, we're not fucking storming this Capitol well, building." Like you, I got a, do you I know got a red dot on my chest, and we're just walking around in circles. Like fuck this, man, we're going home. No, do you know what's like, fascinating? Even if, even if there was a dude just watching them, right? Just watching them, not doing anything. Here's the deal: we all saw that picture, right? When the when the desk was pushed against the door to the main to the main room of the of the Capitol, right, where they all congregate. The Senate floor. Oh, yeah, the floor. And you remember there was a desk up against that door, and there was two guns pointed at that door. We all saw that picture, right? Where there's people at the door banging on it, yeah, and yeah. there's a desk against it. And isn't, that where, isn't that where the chick got shot? I think so, yes. But at what point did they move that desk and the, they pulled the guns away, right? So someone had to move the desk and open those doors for them to get in. Well, I mean, the guns were just a scare tactic, right? They're not really going to fire. But, but at actually, one, I guess but they at did, one but. point, why wouldn't they though? No, no, like if you're going if you're going to open fire in any situation, why not then? Cuz there's 3,000 of them. But Whatever. Here's, but, like but what there, I'm saying like there's a focal but point. There's a but you're focal opening point. fire on kids in Black Lives Matter movement breaking into Foot Locker. Like and you're not going to fucking I don't know. think they ever did that, dude. Yeah, no, but, dude, there's a the, the, yes, but the in reason, downtown LA there was a lot of people that fucking died in those riots. No, but a lot of people that died by like police or security or whatever by some level of law enforcement yes there was a bunch of people that lost their but, lives and all that shit mm. there was pipe bombs going off and all kinds of shit dude. so crazy but what, what i was trying to say there's there's that apex to get in and at some point they pulled the desk away and let them in right just like they that just like you saw the video of the people pulling back those big old metal barriers right i saw that so it becomes critical mass what was i don't know at what point did they pull that desk away and they pulled the guns away 
But the reason why there wasn't that much um, security at the Capitol was because during the riots, they said that the, that the law enforcement was, um, was uh, antagonizing the, the people that were marching. So, they, so because of the BLM riots and, and, and all that stuff that happened, they decided to take a step back approach and not antagonize and have less law enforcement for less antagonization. Yeah, but Dick, you've seen Mission Impossible, right? Maybe. Which okay. one? Okay, so when Tom yeah. Cruise broke into whatever building it was to steal some fucking disc, he gets dropped in from a heating vent with a cable on his back and yeah. like can't drip sweat on the floor. That was awesome. Right? We just let a bunch of fucking tards walk into the building that Tom Cruise like effectively did that in. Great analogy. Like, I mean, but think but I'm just saying, think about that. Like no, it, if, it if is- you're sending a message to the rest of the world, like Hey, dude! Like you can just come yeah. in and fucking like do whatever you dude, want. That was an ugly scene. I it thought I thought that the most powerful military in the entire world was on call, feet away from any major government building, and that and now that whole theory I used to have is gone, right? So I thought that you, the United States military was there to protect our government buildings at all costs. Dude, you were right? you were very vocal well, about the Miracosta graduation when you took the picture and all the kids who can like walk around on the strand and not wear masks and like celebrate their freedom, right? You were pretty vocal about that entire thing. That's a that's a lot to unpack. Right, but what I'm saying though is we just let a bunch of people without masks walk into one of the most important buildings in our entire fucking country. And then we're going to look at it and be like, well, I mean, this is what Trump did. Is that what Trump did? Or is this just what we fucking no, allowed to happen? No, I'm, I'm just fascinated that at every major, major apex of every entry point, that the first moment you see somebody running up the stairs, that some sort of military wasn't activated. Isn't that fascinating? Like, why wasn't the most powerful military in the world activated to protect the most important building in America? Did you go- do, you have, do you have an opinion on it? Um, I don't know. I've been thinking about it this way, dude. I've been thinking about it like this. Like when you get off the plane in Acapulco or Cancun or like anywhere in Mexico, right? The airport security is like, they're all holding AKs. And there's all of those like heavy security dudes like ha- carrying fucking machine guns and shit. And they look like the federales all dressed up, right? Okay. That's at the airport for civilians. Right. Right. This is at the most important fucking building that our country has. Right. We got Paul Blart and his fucking tarred brothers Sitting yeah. there just watching the gate like, ooh, blue. I mean, there, I don't know. Let's let in the dude with fucking fussy there, there, buffalo horns. There are, investigation, there are investigations that are happening right now because every single news outlet, which is a, a, a bipartisan thing, is like, where the fuck was the security and how the, at every single point, how did there wasn't backup? How did they advance? How did they advance? And then also, like I said, talking about that picture with the desk against the door with two guns. At what point they pulled the desk back and and they pulled the, guys, the guys back down? Let like, them in. If you just kept the desk there and the guns and you called in the military and they backed up and went from in, like none of that happened. Hang on, Dick. You spent a lot of time in on Oahu, like yeah. the the North Shore lifeguards. When you're walking into the water at like Waimea, will say if you aren't an experienced swimmer, do not get in this water. Yeah. It is heavy tides. We are not going to come in and save you. Like, if you're not a heavy experienced swimmer, do not get in the water. Okay. We could have done something similar to that with the Capitol building. If you are not ready to fucking die, we're going to blow your head off. Or do not breach these fucking fences. Do not do it. That one girl who is a military vet, 
She got her head blown off. I'm just saying, like, imagine if you're walking around and you're in that group and you see her, like, you and I are walking wheels. Like a PA, annu- and like you, a PA announcement. And you see a red dot on my chest as we're walking. It looks like a sniper rifle. Turn you're around. You're going to look at me and be like, dude, Turn around. we are not fucking barging this place. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're getting the fuck out but of here. But that's a, that's a fundamental problem that's happening. People have lost respect for authority, right? Lawlessness. There's more lawlessness now that I've ever seen in my entire life. Have you noticed, like, Manhattan Beach is a ghost town right now. I've noticed that cops haven't been doing frivolous, frivolous things lately. And you remember during the lockdown, people were like, oh, you can walk up to a bar and get a drink and walk away with it. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is fucking crazy. But the same thing, though, people don't respect authority anymore. And that's scary. Because like, they don't have to. And, yeah. and you're right. And it's, it's, a, it's a COVID uh, symptom. Um, it's a powder keg. Buddy, a buddy of mine got his car stolen from in front of his house. This is like over the summer, right? Like the peak of COVID, right? Or a peak of the lockdowns. Gets his car stolen and the cops find it, catch the guy, bring the car back. It was totally fucked up. And they go, hey, um, we arrested him, but we let him go. We gave him a ticket. We can't really, we're not uh, prosecuting anything but uh, violent crimes right now. Yeah, and and that is the norm, and I bet you the criminals know it, and they can and they do whatever the fuck they want. Dude, of course they know they're it. Gonna, just, they're not going to get in trouble. Like, they just do nonviolent crimes. How hard is that? Like, right, dude. I was sleeping at home on my couch, and some dude came up to my front porch and jacked my fucking Amazon packages. I remember that. Oh yeah, fuckers. That's so nasty. The 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 amount of non trust in, in authority. Like we have the least amount of trust ever in this country. We have the least amount of respect for authority right now and it's just it's it's a very fascinating slippery it's because we're getting lied to constantly yeah like i mean that's what the internet's doing it's leveling the plane where like one people had control of all the information just fed it to us now that there's an evil there's a there's an even playing field now where where you can ingest any information you want not really because big tech will feed you the information that you seek yeah you're supposed to hear yeah. yeah so this just came to me right now just right now so imagine, imagine George Floyd was in the barge of the Capitol building, and that video came out now of one of the security officers capturing George Floyd and then doing what he did to him because he barged the Capitol building. Is it the same story? Um, well, no, is it the same is story George as it was? Floyd, like the one of the two black no, dudes but, that was no, there. Here, no, here's no, here's a problem. Like I know what you're trying to say, but you cannot compare a super specific situational uh, like thing to another thing because there's so many factors that yeah, go into dude, it. I agree with you that we shouldn't compare it here, but we aren't the norm. We aren't the mass, right? We think about things differently. If yeah. people were to see that video today well, of a bunch of people barging the Capitol building and then what happened to George Floyd happening, no, here's, while people are like like storming no, here, here, Nancy Pelosi's office. Well, and, the, but the question would be brought up is why did they single out the you know only black guy that was in the crowd? Maybe, but there was how many no, other how many other people died by trying to protect you? No, 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 here's the deal. I, I know what you're trying to say, but there's a big narrative that came out. They're like, if that was black people storming the Capitol, they all would have been shot. And then the That's such and no, I, okay, so here's the deal. So here, so, so the anecdotal uh, counter narrative was why did a white military vet woman get shot? Because so it just cancels it out, right? They go so if you try to claim that if 
if you're black, you would have been shot. It gets canceled out by the white veteran that got shot. It's just, right? it's just, but, it's just race baiting so, so, yes, and agenda yeah, but race baiting. Yeah, and, 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 and now people cherry pick anecdotal examples and yeah. fight with each other. So it becomes so complicated and so nuanced that us three idiots right here can barely even scratch a surface of. Right. Yeah, but say, right? say George Floyd is white. Then what? Like then what? I guess, like, my whole point is, is like, where does where's the emphasis? No, no, that well, people busted that was, I mean, in there, that no, people are no, trying that, to that's fucking a, protect that's a, that's a good thought experiment. It's a really good thought experiment, and the problem with it is that because there's so much gravity behind a certain uh, type of narrative and certain type of situational thing, because systemic racism and stuff like that has been around, and it amplifies when a certain when a certain thing happens, it becomes amplified and, and, and it's very easy to ingest and it's harder to ingest the, the, the race that we don't, we care less about because it doesn't fit that, per, that, that those people's agendas, Dude, but it becomes no, harder to push. I co- I completely agree. The point that I'm trying to make is like, what do you do? What do you do like right or wrong? You know what I mean? Like, what? How do you base right or wrong? If somebody, if someone were to do that to any person who stormed the Capitol building, right? Then is that considered right or wrong? Is well, it aggressive or not aggressive? Like, but I, I'm a firm believer that you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, right? So, agree. so when you when you decide to walk up those stairs and go through those doors, all bets are off the table. Right. All you bets should, are off the table. You should know that. Th- that the, like, the hell's and, coming and for people you. People like, why am I getting arrested? It's like because you you. You tra- trespassed on a federal property. They, f- they fucking stole Pelosi's computer and tried to sell it to Russia. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Dear, dear Russia, I have Nancy Pelosi's no, she computer. Had, it was a chick and she had a homegirl in Russia and contacted her and said, hey, talk to somebody in Russia. I got Pelosi's computer. <laughs> and uh, either, you know, the... The connection didn't happen, like, and she panicked, and they can't find the computer. So I just destroyed oh, it, threw it in a river. This comes back to our meme. Shit. This comes back to one of my favorite memes from the whole Capitol thing was that dude who looked like he was at a festival. There was a picture of him standing in front of a security guard, and and the meme was like, "What do you mean I can't get back in if I come out?" Like, type thing. <laughs> yeah. like that guy. That guy broke the internet with what he was wearing. But you know, if you like I said, if you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, and like. You have to expect the worst if you do something that's that fucking nuts. Yep. And like we, us, we sitting here, we're not the type of people that are going to march and 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 protest because we feel there's better ways to make a better impact. But when the people that were protesting, what people forget that we witnessed all summer long, one side protests about something, and right? Encouraged. And, they, and they and they burnt down most of the United States, yeah, all the major man. cities. But when the other side protests, people forget they were, they were protesting about other things. It wasn't about it wasn't necessarily about the election. People forget they're protesting about other things that meant things to them. Yeah, that that had nothing to do with the election. They just were just fed up, just like everybody else is fed up, dude. I so they so they took to the streets. One thing that I've seen since the Capitol riot is um, I know a couple people that are ingrained in. Uh, democratic Los Angeles politics, right? Hard left, hard right. Hard left, right? And after the Capitol riots, these people were spinning the narrative and now posting pro-police shit on Facebook. 
Right. And I was like, where the Dude. fuck were you, dude? The irony. It was so gross. The irony was crazy. Is People go, defund the police. It's like, okay, do you want police? Or do you want not want police? So the irony is crazy. But this, this event that happened gave the left so much ammo to shove narratives down the right right's gullet. Dude. If like, you can't it, it, smell the shit coming off the left, like there's something wrong. With but also, it. But if also, it looks though, like shit and it smells like shit, it's probably it's shit. But here's the deal: like I said, it's all on a bell curve. Well, there's sh- there's shit on the left, there's shit on the right. Of course, right? So, but w- what we're doing horribly is we're listening to these fringe actors that shouldn't that shouldn't uh, control the narrative. Meanwhile, the rest of us normal people that aren't protesting and aren't ha- aren't voicing. All of a sudden, becoming represented by these fringe outliers, and it, it's a, it's akin to like the KKK, right? The KKK probably only has like three or four thousand members, right? But when one of those members speak and and they and people listen and then amplify that that spoken yes. word, all of a sudden, this super super small fringe group becomes some something of bigger than it We're actually on a should be. Totally. So so what I'm trying to say though, like. Do not give stupid an ear. Like, don't listen to but stupid. Dick, that's not the world we're living in, man. I like, know. We get that. Everybody right? has a soapbox. Yeah, yeah. but the, the wrong message is it's not defund the police. Like, my whole stance on government, as far back as I can remember, is like, if you can tell me, if you can show me the balance sheet of where my tax dollars are being spent, and I can see where the allocation is of all the money coming in, Stoke. I'm okay with it. Yeah. But I can't see that. You won't give it to me. And yet we have. Like LAPD making forty five thousand a year. No, they, no make, they make more than that. So okay, so I'm say I'm, du- say I'm dumbing it <laughs> down though, like but hundred grand. But they have like no education, no psychological like education at all. Right. They have no like clinical background. They're just like fed to do some shitty job. Right. And we expect them to be fucking like perfect. You know, like Carl yeah. Young to like talk some dude off a ledge. Like that's not that's not what the fuck they're meant to do. Yeah. I, the, you know the, what I mean? Like the money's just going in the wrong place. It's not defund. It should okay. be like super fund the police. Here, here, okay, right? here, here's a good meme. It said it says, "Are there any countries that tax their citizens and then send it to Americans?" Just curious. Huh. <laughs> no. Zero. Huh. Yeah. Zero. You, you guys want to end the episode on one of your favorite memes? Sure. We'll do that. Uh, my favorite mean I, I can't share it on here, but well, I'll find, I'll find, I'll find my second one. So, okay, is it the big black I, I, I got one. It's Donald Trump looking all mad. It says, "I'm the best at getting impeached. No one has been impeached more than me." <laughs> that makes sense. My my favorite meme is probably slightly racist to the Asian culture, but it's really fucking funny. It's this chubby, uh, like Asian kid. He's probably like six, seven years old. And he's wearing. The, leopard print like skin tight pants and he says i choke a leopard like this he die i make pants and he's got he's, <laughs> he's got he's got like nobody in a chokehold but you know that he's serious you know that he means it <laughs> well dude i love that you know we get to discuss these nuances because I'm frustrated with people on Facebook trying to change people's minds one paragraph at a time. And that's kind of why I want to start this podcast and do this with you guys because nothing's more important than having a, a long-form discussion, nuanced details about things in our opinions because you can take anything out of context and run with it. 
but nothing's more, nothing feels better than being able to express your opinion while also explaining your opinion in detail without being interrupted. And also like, you know, just, just being able to just have an opinion of some sorts and like, guys, we don't know shit. Like we like all of us here are really smart, very wholesome, like very caring people. The things we say are, we want to be funny and whatever, but like we all have our opinions and maybe some people disagree with them. Maybe some people don't, but at the end of the day though, that's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Like, 100%. like it's, it's okay. Like I want to yeah. listen. I, I'm, I want to listen. Dude, like, and, and that, and, you know, people are really asking right now, how do you fix the problem? How do you fix the divide? Right. How do you fix the polarization of, of the country? And, and I think it's just that just listen just, to each other, understand that it's okay to feel a different way. Yeah, just, just and, calm and, down and bond in the, in the humanity that we all share. We're all people. We're all going through the same shit. You have problems. Yeah. I have problems. Like it's not easy for any of us. And, uh, just, you know, sympathize and, and yeah. try to understand the other side instead of trying to fucking say what you need to say. Everybody, yeah, we all love the other person. A little bit of compassion, a little bit of empathy goes a long way. Everybody listening to this right now, guys, like I actually agree with you on most things. And maybe the things we disagree with, I still kind of agree with you to a certain extent. Whatever. Cool. I'm not going to like, like hate you. Right. Right. You can hate me, but whatever. People like, try. But I mean, if, if you're, if we're dialed into our own opinions, then prove me wrong and show me how I'm wrong. Well, I'm more than happy to learn and be like, you're right. Yeah, I've I, been wrong for fucking 20 years. I it's think perfect. That, I think that's part of the problem is that people are so just hyper-focused on proving the person that doesn't agree with them wrong versus listening to them and allowing them to have a different opinion. Yeah, yeah. Take, I, take I, it to the grave you don't have prove to prove how right you I are learned, without... Yeah, yeah, and that's ego. Dude, I learned a very valuable lesson, um, actually somewhat recently, maybe it was like the past four or five years or so. The only way to get someone to listen to you is to make the person you're talking to feel like they're being listened to as well. Yep. Right? Yeah. And like, if you just kind of like, just come back with some sort of anecdotal thing that, that proves your point, where the fuck, like, and pisses them off, like, you have to actually take what they're saying into account with, with enough gravity that they feel listened to and understood. 100%. Or they're never going to listen to you. Bro, if there's a person in this room that feels like they're the most impor- important person in this room, it's so much more work to prove them otherwise than it is just to get on their level. And, and maybe you might learn a few things. Maybe. This, is very, this got a little emotional. It did. But it's nice. Perfect way to end it. Yeah. Dude, we just did it over an hour. Fuck Yeah. Y'all, thanks for listening. Guys, your girlfriend. Woof. Dude, I love having Miguel. Miguel's, I love having Miguel here. Let's do it again. But, yeah, Let's do it. You know do where, it again. You know where to find us. Yeah. T- dude, tell your friends. Share. Subscribe. Do what you got to do. You guys know how to do it. We really appreciate you guys. We really don't, do. Don't storm the Capitol building. Keep listening. Yeah. Next episode's about farts. We out. All right. Out. Yeah.